and exposed for a better understanding on a daily basis. All I'm trying to say is that within Pangshin local government, from 1999 till death, we have never been to the Senate. Leading to critical social, political and economic conversations by those who matter. If you chop alone, you will die alone. He did not chop alone. So it is his turn to chop. Today, look at the consequences. That is such a man that had the temerity, the audacity to talk to a governor who still produced produce the highest votes in 2015. In 2015, what happened to him? He insisted that his own boy would be governor. The best journalist as seeking all the hidden answers with active citizens reacting. As at the time that Solomon left office, that was in 1983, there was a very big gap between 1983 and also 1999. Seriously. Join Ponsak Fada and Gilbert Joseph as they talk to those that matter to enable you grapple with the issues. Weekdays 5 to 6 p.m. on Nigeria at Sunset on J101.9 FM. Good evening and welcome to the program Nigeria at Sunset on J101.9 here in Jaws. My name is Ponsak Fanab. It's a beautiful Friday evening, uh, 9th of June, 2023. Gilbert Joseph is here. Good evening. How's the day? A blessed day. A blessed rainy day. Um, I think the, the, wait, the wait is finally over after a couple of days. We have rain showers. So, um, and it's Friday, by the way. So yeah. you can only imagine how... You know, beautiful the weekend is going to look like. Yeah. Well, uh, I woke up this morning and it was very warm. Uh, the sun came out really early. Yeah. I think by past six o'clock in the morning, the sun was already brilliantly sure. shining. So, uh, and it, I, I just hope and wish in the morning, ah, uh, uh, let it rain so that uh, this the weather can be cool. And uh, we got some little showers. We're not complaining, but like Oliver Twist, we want more. <laughs> Well, uh, there have been lots of stories. <laughs> lots of like, stories. Well, happy birthday to Promise Yatu. Yeah, yeah. Night. Happy birthday to our good friend, yeah. Promise Yatu. Baba Yatu, happy birthday to you. <laughs> we pray that God will bless you immensely. I mean, I Promise is one of the promising, I would say, young, young people. Man. On uh, the plateau. Yeah, here True. on Plateau State. Very courageous and very uh, smart. Articulate. Uh, yeah. Mm. Compose and he knows what he's saying and uh, how he's going to say it. So happy birthday to you, Promise Yatu. Well, Gilbert, names have been flying. <laughs> you know, it's like names have been flying. Flying uh, like birds. Yeah. <laughs> but in all of this, uh, the House of Assembly has really, within the short time that I've <laughs> took over, I mean, there were a lot of interesting changes. Some breakfast served. Yeah. I no wonder La Long feared the man because he knew that, okay, if I allow this guy, there's going to be Wahala. Just a few days. I mean, just look at how our polity was, uh, how it has become very interesting. So really, uh, I don't blame Lalong much. But Abog is not a troublemaker. I know that he's not uh, a troublemaker, at least. Uh, he's just doing the job and following what the law uh, says. But uh, kudos to the Ninth Assembly. I think they are going, they are bouncing out on a high note, uh, if you <laughs> ask me. Uh, 
on a really high note. And I would like to see, you know, uh, some of them, uh, because some of them won re-election and some, unfortunately, didn't lie, lost the election. Uh, but I just hope to see how things is going to pan out, uh, especially for... Uh, the Honorable Peter Jinfatiam, oh, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Who isn't returning. Yeah, he, he's he not a returning. The, yes, he has been on the... I, I, I just, I, I don't know what... But for me, I don't want him to go back to... He's, he's a smart person, mm-hmm. you know. True. These I are the kind of you. people we want and in society I, to bring their ideas I think to we life. spoke about this one time after our show, yeah. you know. We're just speaking about the man himself and mm. how well he can contribute to the development of the state and all. Especially so when it comes to IGR. Abs- absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Taxation and stuff. Yeah. He's someone, you know, that can be of immense help mm. to government. Yeah, well, uh, but I'm, I'm, I'm appealing to him on radio. Please uh, don't go to uh, sleep. Mm-hmm. All of your uh, smart and intelligence, we need it uh, felt in Planto State. Uh, we need the impact of it. And kudos, congratulations to... I think I dare say that this House Ninth Assembly that is bouncing out is one of the most dynamic uh, House of Assemblies. You know, Ninth Assembly is very, very dynamic. Uh, people from all different backgrounds. And if you look at the quality of the debate, and if you look at the leadership that ABOC provided during the COVID-19 days, and of course the Chairman House Committee on Health at the time, Honorable Daniel Lambolistic, uh, coordinating, you know, medical teams. Mm-hmm. I think that they've done... The response. Yes, they've yeah. done, you know, uh, pretty well, you know, I would say. Uh, and if you look at even the quality of bills that they've presented uh, and the demand... Uh, the, in recent history, this is the only assembly that gave the executive governor five demands based on the killings, and that was what uh, made Lalong to call for the head of Abok on a platter. Uh, <laughs> you know, first uh, uh, speaker Abok said, come, this is Plato People House, come and explain come and to address, them. Yeah. And then they gave us it five demands you know, at the time, mm. uh, so look at the courage and look at how daring they are. Uh, but it's not confrontation. It's all about uh, being daring and you keeping, know, of course, the, courageous. The both arms in check, if yeah, you like. Yeah. yeah. Well, today, uh, as far as I know, the director of press and public affairs hasn't made any statement. So anybody congratulating anybody based on the appointment, I won't say. Well, I don't know what to say. But they're jumping uh, the gun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just like the election that. Uh, uh, former uh, Plasek chairman. Okay, Plasek chairman, Fabian. <laughs> Fabian. Yeah, one, one, one guy, you know, he at the polling booth, they told him that Kafad is away. And when he went home, they called him to say, Kachi is away. Ah, Ashenachi. <laughs> well, the last eight years have been pretty, very dramatic, you know. <laughs> now, still, there's some high points, you know, for me politically. Then I went and looked by, I say, Kai. You know, so, well, names have been, uh, but the quality of the names really, I'm I'm really impressed. You know, if you take someone like uh, Honorable Daniel Kumi, you know, from uh, who was chairman in Mekang, and if you go, the things that he did in Mekang is visible. I've been to Mekang and I've, you know, several times and I've seen the things that he has done. Uh, It's not hearsay. Uh I've seen it korokoroed my. Uh, with my eyes, and if you bring you know someone like uh, former chairman Kemi Nche uh, in Shandam, Shandam yeah. Monde Kasa, uh, and all of this, you know, uh, guy Marcus Artu, mm-hmm. you know, very mm-hmm. dynamic mm-hmm. and smart, you know, person he has been in the studio uh, for several times. So uh, this I would say really, really 
interesting moment, if you'd ask me, Gilbert? Really interesting moment. I think um, regardless of what the assessment would be um, of that decision, what we should look after, or what we should look at right now is how well these people can be able to do the job. Agreed. People may have different misgivings as to, you know, the level the House of Assembly went, you know, in order to boot out the outgone um, chairman of those local governments and, of course, the role that the governor has played and all of that. But what's critical right now is to ask the most important questions. What can they do for the people? What have they done in time past? And are they going to be able to deliver to the people at the grassroots? Because the local government, we can't overflog the fact uh, governance at that stage has been a shadow of what it should be mm-hmm. in the real sense. So basically people are after the tangibles. Yeah. And if they can just be able to put up um, the right things in place, even all of these hues and cries would you know, naturally die a natural death. And I think they would do themselves and even the governor, as well as the state assembly, the outgoing state assembly, a favor by trying to represent in the best interest of the people what democracy should be like. Absolutely true, Gilbert. Uh, well, the G5 governors are meeting with, I don't know whether they will stay, their name is still, should be G5, uh, maybe Integrity Group. They met with uh, President Tinubu. I don't particularly understand what they are up to. <laughs> you know, because like Wike, he didn't contest for Senate. Uh, governor Shea Maikinde is still governor. Me, the worst one, Asamuel Otom. <laughs> you know, his, his case is, is, is very, very worse. Uh, you know, uh, his own is, is as to whether Tinubu is going to trust him. You know, he was in the APC before, yeah. came back to PDP. Yeah. Uh, and again, he was minister. Mm-hmm. And again, the SGF is from Benway. Yeah. And they don't meet politically. Yeah. Him and George yeah. They don't see eye to eye. True. So I, I don't True. know. Uh, that's why I say his case is very, very... <laughs> <laughs> and even the current governor is already having some Heisen, yeah, Heisen Alia is already having a serious tussle with Governor Samuel Otom, former governor. He has said Otom has come out to tell the man that look, you're just looking for scapegoats. Focus on governors. Don't look for excuses. Don't look for the don't look out for the things that weren't done, you know, by my administration. Just do what you should do for the state rather than attempting to create these early excuses. But Perhaps he's going to see the president on the ground that, look, I contributed to your victory. And here is the sense that I'm looking at this thing from. Um, you know, the calculation has been that the PDP being a divided house ended up losing out to the APC mm. in political calculations and in those terms. He came out to say, look, I am supporting um, Peter Obi. And of course, that was able to, I don't know how well, but <laughs> Labour Party came second in Benue State as against even the PDP in that state. So he might be presenting that scorecard and say, look, this is my contribution. Mm-hmm. Um, and the PDP can't even say a thing in Benue State because I got it locked down um, by virtue of my support for the Labour Party. I really don't know how well that would hold some water. Mm-hmm. But basically, um, <laughs> it's lobbying and it's lobbying time. Well, uh, you're talking about Labour Party in Plato State. <laughs> the Labour Party has said it has reconciled its differences and decided to chart the way forward, putting behind all crises that rocked the party during and after the 2023 elections. 
The national chairman of the party, Julius Abore, uh, disclosed this uh, today with stakeholders at the stakeholders meeting in Jones today. Abure was represented by the national publicity secretary of the party, uh, Joseph Indiram, said the party has buried all its differences and is now a united family. The party also affirmed Chief Ambassador Johanna Margiv as the leader of the party on the plateau henceforth. <laughs> Politics, uh... <laughs> I mean, it's interesting. Uh, and people, I mean, I, I think the ambassador Yana Margiv has been very uh, right because where is the <laughs> former governorship candidate you know, of that party? Uh, that is Dr. Patrick Dagum and his running mate, uh, <laughs> barrister Edward Pojok, SAN. Uh, you know, and but today, you know, the party leadership is saying, Chief Ambassador Yohanna Margiv, you are the leader of the party in Plateau State. <laughs> After Despite this, all of you know, all of the things that transpired, the mudslinging, you know, <laughs> whatever, calling each other names today, <laughs> I, I will I say or should I say that Chief Ambassador Yona Margiv has been vindicated? I don't know. I don't know which word to use right now. But Chief Ambassador Yona Margiv is the leader of Labour Party in Plateau State. Yeah, he may have been compensated. Perhaps they have looked at certain things and said the man was right all along and in order to keep him, in order to keep his clout with us, here is the best way to arrive at that decision. And for me, the worry is you know what happened with Arsenal mm. during the season? Um, they put up a heavy fight, a good run, a remarkable run in the Premier League and then suddenly they blew that up. So the question that people have asked is whether or not Arsenal, going forward next season, can sustain the momentum that brought them you know, this far, whether even they can find themselves in second place. That analogy translates to the fact that I'm not sure in the next election cycle that the Labour Party can get the kind of clout they have sustained or they were able to sustain in the last election. No, Labour Party, there's Labour Party, there's obedient movement. So, you think, yeah, that, that's what they said. They always say that, look, I'm not a member of Labour Party. <laughs> I am an obedient because, and Peter Obi is in. So maybe if Peter Obi comes to All Progressives Congress, uh, he his structure have, would yeah, follow him. Yeah. All right. Let's play this insert. Uh, CS was saying that uh, the national chairman of INEC, Professor Yakubu, should uh, apologize to Nigerians over. Last okay, the last general election. So when we come back, we'll have our guest conversation. We'll start here. Stay here. We're quite disappointed with what came out because we think we had the capacity to have done better. And we are still asking the INEC chairman to apologize to Nigerians because of the electoral issues. You know, the because of technology. We demand for, uh, for, for an apology because we worked, we asked the INEC chairman if the electoral process, if the technology will work. This election was about technology, but this technology was disappointing. Yeah, well, glad you're still here. The program is Nigeria at Sunset. My name is Ponsak Fanap. And my name is Gilbert Joseph. We have a guest, Comrade Gatch. Mike is here with us. Good evening, and thank you very, very much for coming. My pleasure. Great to have you guys. I'm always happy anytime I see you. I will just know that uh, 
this song, No Matter Where You Go, Remember the Road That Will Lead You. <laughs> 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 it's, it's good to see you. Yeah, well, uh, f- I mean, let's talk about the administration of Barista uh, uh, Kalem Mutfuang. So far, what's your own assessment? The, uh, he has declared uh, emergency on environmental waste, constituted a tax force, constituted a committee uh, to look into the abrupt sale of government properties by the Adgon Lalong administration and today transition the rumors. By the way, the House of Assembly has ratified, you know, has approved, you know, uh, the names that were sent. Talk to us about, I mean, some of the steps that you are seeing. Uh, what are some of the issues you do uh, that you may be seeing that other people are not seeing? Well, Ponsa, it's quite difficult to, since I'm not an oracle, <laughs> and, uh, it's difficult for me to say what I, I, I see that's different from others. <laughs> but I guess um, the decision by the House of Assembly um, to either suspend, terminate, mm-hmm. or put an end to the local government chairman was one of the burning issues planned mm-hmm. just in the last couple of days. Mm-hmm. And uh, rightly or wrongly, um, it divided the state again mm-hmm. into either half or quarter half. And the argument is simple, that some people felt the old practice shouldn't continue, that we shouldn't continue with the, with the impunity of governors coming and removing uh, sitting chairman or something of that nature. Well, for me, my argument is simple. You see, what is right is right. What is wrong is wrong. At any point in time, don't mm-hmm. sit in the middle and don't be on the side of wrongness because it's, it favors you. Mm. A lot of persons that are crying foul now had opportunity to have cried louder when Lalon took that decision about eight years ago. Mm. But because it worked in their favor, they felt it was normal, it was okay, and so let it be. Mm. Agree again that... That process wasn't appropriate. I agree the election that took place, the caretaker and all of this were faulty and every other thing. Mm. But what does the law of the land say? Who has the power to do what? Does the House of Assembly have the constitutional power of oversight on the local government? Yes, they do. It, it, in, in, during the long tenure itself, we had a situation where a local government child that fell out of favor was, was, recommend, was commended for performing well, and less than two weeks later... The House of Assembly said, look, this young man has done terribly wrong, and so we need to suspend him, take him out, and then he was flushed out. And so for me, um, the issue is when, when we get into governance, we should be guided by the letters of the world. We should be guided by the law that is put in place. Constitution. And once you're able to do that, people may not be able to fault you. And so for those that were crying foul today, what were opposition yesterday, for those that are celebrating today, if a new government comes on board and takes this kind of action, what will be your response? And so we need to come to equity with a clean hand. And we need to stand on, on, on the side of justice and fairness. I know, like you rightly pointed out, the list have not been made official, not to the best of my knowledge. Mm-hmm. But I see more like an effort to like, look, some people were wrong in the past, and now I want to correct it by bringing you back on board. Because virtually most of the local government, except the few local government where the chairman have either moved to APC or another party, most of those bad names that we saw flying around today were people that were in the office pre the coming of Lalon on board and people that were eased out with the coming of the government. But again, looking into the future, what do we need to do? And I, and I think these are conversations we need to have. When the governor was coming on board, I know there were a debate whether he was going to keep the chairman or not. And when somebody raised the issue with, with, to me, I told him, look, my argument to my friends that are vice chancellor 
is that worry less about who becomes the SUG president. Whoever wins the election, work with the person. Yeah. Don't invest your resources and time getting SUG. I mean, you, you're a vice chancellor, you're too busy for those kind of uh, um, engagement. Mm-hmm. And so my argument that, look, a governor can still reconcile people when he comes on board by, look, do you have what it takes to run with me? If you do on merit, I'll keep you. Otherwise, I'll flush you. I'm not no, no, but, but the question is how about political uh, considerations? Because, I mean, they belong to a different party, and the governor belongs to a different party. So the fear is they may be collecting monies, you know, to go and fund their parties to deal with the governor. No, you see, again, um, if the local government are working the way they need to work, Bonsa, mm. yeah, a governor needs to not fear a local government chairman. Mm-hmm. The matching order is about go back to your local government and work. There is the Auditor General of the State. The House of Assembly is there. Mm. We want to check your book. We want to see your record. I want to commission project within the next six months. Mm. I mean, there are quick orders that you can give. But for political consideration, we have what we have, and people need to live with it. And so instead of people challenging the, situ- the instruction given by the House of Assembly, House of Assembly is the House of Assembly that gave that order, not the governor, mm. because they have the constitutional mandate to do that. Mm-hmm. Instead of going to protest that, go to court. I know people don't like that, and equally don't like those who are going to court. But in a state like Plateau, where we have fragile peace, you cannot say that an instruction and order has been given, and then you're questioning it by saying that, look, you resume work. Mm. And no, I mean, let's not take the loss into our hands. Just like the Adgon chairman that are now coming back did before, let's accept destiny. Let's accept fate and go back to a drawing board. And then it's, go to court if you think you, you somebody It's, it's just like uh, the <laughs> former chairman of Just North, Shobala, you know, someone sent me that he force him away into back to his office. I say, ah they <laughs> now somebody and you're going to the office to do what? <laughs> so I think honestly speaking, uh, that we need to manage the situation and I see that it's nothing absolutely wrong. This is part of our norms. They may not be appropriate, but mm-hmm. it's part of it's going to happen across all the states if it had not happened. And so we need to do that. Having said that, again I think that uh, um, it's never too early to put a government on this tour and make it work. And for me, any day, any time you wake me up, I'm a strong advocate of gender inclusiveness and youth participation. Yeah, yeah before, be, before we talk about that, let's talk about, especially in 2021, PDP was, according to them, they were unlawfully excluded, you know, from that election. Yeah. Uh, so maybe it's the pain uh, that they're having. You know, I, I'm not making a case, you know, for them because I knew how terrible, you know, the PDP guys, you know, felt uh, at the time because, uh, and that's why they challenged it. How going forward to end this sacking of democratically elected local government chairman, what will be your recommendations to strengthen and solidify democracy, especially at that level of government? Some have made a case and argue that uh, state electoral uh, bodies shouldn't organize local government election. It should be INEC. You know, and I don't know, you know, why there are reasons, you know. Uh, but how can democracy be strengthened, starting from being nominated at the party level up to the elections? I'm, I'm talking about local government. Well, I'm a very active and strong member of the Situation Room. Mm. And um, the convener today, NOB, have given the position of the civil society yeah. against INEC. Mm. And therefore, we cannot with all respect, due respect to INEC, I agree that INEC should conduct state election at the moment because we think, think that INEC struggling at the national level to give us the right election, not because of the recent incident that happened, but over the years mm-hmm. we've seen that they, they do not have all the capacity, resources to be able to um, um, provide a free and fair election for people in the state. And you agree with me too that most elections in Nigeria and um, where you have a sitting government, 
like 99% of the local government election goes to that party because the state, the SEC, or PLASEC, in the case of Plateau, mm-hmm. are usually the, the chairman and other committee members are usually appointed by the governor yeah. who, it's through the House of Assembly and all of this. And so they are not truly independent. And so you have this situation. But again, for me, and, and, and I know this can be a bit controversial, mm. it's all about who is the governor and who is sitting there. Are you going to be a statesman or are you going to be a politician? Are you going to be a leader for all or are you going to be a leader for few? And for me, I think what we need at the local government is to make the local government work. As we're talking about the, the first subsidy or the subsidy remover or whatever name people want to call it, if the local government is working, it will cushion a lot of pressure on people. It will, it will reduce the, the, the rural urban migration. Mm-hmm. A lot of our local governments are not working. You and I have had conversation on this platform to say that virtually all local government chairmen, with a few, exception of one or two, reside in the state capital. Mm-hmm. They only go back once in a week, and probably when they want to go to reallocate the allocation that has been given to them. So at what we have at the moment, we have an, an, a tier of government that is not working. And, and a lot of state governors, too, control that. I dare to say that most local government are extension of government house. Hmm. And so this explains why at the end of every election circle, you have family and friends, associates, godsons, given appointment at the local government level. The party primary itself, we've contested this conversation over and over again, that how clean our party primaries, either for local government election, house of assembly, or for, for any other election. I tell you today, and I may be wrong because mm-hmm. the governor is coming on board. Mm-hmm. If there is a, a party primaries today and the governor say you seated here today and the two of you from your two local government are going to be chairman, whatever is going to happen, you're going to win the primaries. <laughs> and, and so that is it. So in the real sense of the world, there are no primaries. Yeah. And so even when people are crying foul, people say, but the election that brought you in was not an inclusive election that had the participation of everybody. You're selected because someone t- close to you is close to the governor or someone is close to the governor's wife or someone is a commissioner or there's a godfather outside the state that is interested in your matter. All of these are the issues, except a few persons. You cannot vote for most of our local government. Mm-hmm. And if we're relying on this program, we can take a tour of the local government True, and yeah. see how many of them will be able to perform. Yeah. And if we, when we're criticizing and having this kind of conversation, I don't even want us to dwell on the last eight years. Let's go back from 1999 to date and see the lot of money that have been allocated to local government. When I was working under my, my, my former boss, Nankin Bagudu, during the Dari era, I, I, sh- I, I don't want to say I assure you. <laughs> <laughs> I can confidently tell you that every monthly allocation that was coming, we're publishing it. Wow. And people were now saying, but if this money is coming into the, the local government, why are we not saying it? And we're able to put a lot of chairmen on, chairman on their toes. So I think that we need to equally interrogate how much is the monthly allocation that goes to every local government. And how do you spend it? If you pay for salary, what are the other monies left and how do you utilize it? So I think this conversation is a difficult one. It's a conversation that we all need to agree that we cannot put pressure on the state, we cannot put pressure on the federal government. But the local government as as, as, as a government need to work. And if you look at the loss of the land, what's the provision? Provide feeder roads, you know, parks, Provide uh, market uh, 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 and, and all of this. School, yeah. And so we, nobody is asking anybody to do anything extraordinary. There are local government in Plateau State and several parts of Nigeria today. If you go to the schools, you cry. True. Because people are still studying on the floor. Let's talk about inclusion in 
uh, democracy. And I always say that I have a uh, small mind, you know, uh, because I still, you know, grapple with a lot and lot, you know, of issues. In democratic societies, everybody comes out to vote for people that he so wish. I'm talking mm. about persons with disabilities. I'm talking about women. I'm talking about uh, as long as you are 18 uh, and above, yeah, yeah. despite uh, your condition, uh, the Federal Republic of Nigeria has made provisions for people, persons with disabilities, so that uh, voting will be very easy. But when it comes to governance, these people are not considered it's like they have been marginalized, will I say, or they have been forgotten. Uh, I don't know the right word to use right now. Uh, in Plateau State, Plateau State is very diverse, over 50 yeah. uh, tribes and ethnic groups. Uh, most of the times the consideration for appointment is just balance among those, uh, this, you know, over 50 tribes. But nobody looks at women, nobody looks at persons with disabilities, nobody looks at, uh, brings the issue of inclusion, you know, in, in serving, you know, because government is all about serving people. Yeah. So far with this appointment, what do you think that uh, Barista Mutfuang is striking, you know, that balance uh, to get, you know, uh, even pers- I, I know that appointments are not yet, we're not, I've been, uh, yeah, I'm not yeah, yeah, yet to be exhausted, mm. but so far, what's your own assessment? Well, um, I've not been in government, but I hope to be in government. But I'm very close to a lot of people in government. And I I know that governance is quite difficult. It's quite delicate. Mm. Balancing can be difficult. But in the midst of all this, you must be able to do it. My post this morning um, on my social media handle was like, look, religion, ethnicity, and regionalism is a a dangerous weapon in the hands of politicians. Mm -hmm. So all of these issues identify, it depends on who is in charge and what the person's mindset is all about. And I tell you that, I, I guess when the governor came on board and he said the transition committee, there were a few outcries, I mean, uh, um, cries out there that it was only one woman that was on transition committee out of several women that felt they needed to be there. And then I think about three other committees have been set. If the list of the chairman, with, <laughs> the proposed list that is flying around is something to hold on on, I think we have just one. One, one like tax out. And yeah. then in the, um, what do you call it? The tax force. The tax force. Environmental. You know? So I think for me, uh, uh, um, in Plateau State, we, we may be tempted to say that we have a deputy governor that is a woman. a woman. And so people will say we've settled it's the enough compensation. For, but we shouldn't go that direction. I think in Plateau State, I'm not thinking, I know in Plateau State, there are several capable hands that are women that have the capacity to deliver, that have the capacity to govern this state, that can serve as commissioner of works, Commissioner of, uh, of Transport, whatever, Commissioner of Environment, Commissioner of Agriculture, all of this beyond just the traditional um, position that you give women, Ministry of Women Affairs. So I think that the governor must hit the ground running at this early stage by ensuring that in every committee, no matter how negligible that committee is, there is some resemblance of balancing. Balancing in the sense that we, at this era in our time, we cannot joke with gender issue. I may not be a woman. But I know the value that women bring to the table. I know that they bring stability, they bring economic growth, they bring prosperity to the society. So I think we need to create more space to accommodate more women. We don't need to allow the women to feel this government, we need to put pressure on it before it recognizes us. That even at every stage of of decision making, that they should be given a push on the table. Part of what we've done over the years is to push for the 35% affirmative action. Mm -hmm. Even as at that now, the women are saying 35 is no longer obtainable. We need more. We had pushed for, uh, uh, what do you call it, the, um, 
the commission, the um, I can't remember the name now, the commission for gender women, commission. gender commission, to have more women representation alongside the issue of verb and all that thing. So I think that we may not fault the decision of the governor at this point in time, but we can add our voice to say that, look, in a plural society like ours, in a government that is coming on board, that need the support of more people, that need to carry more persons along, no matter how difficult it is, that we need to have to see some representation of women, some representation of youth, some representation of persons with disability. I know it's a lot easier for a lot of young persons to get into government, either because they are stubborn, because they could shout out, they could cry out, they could do a lot of things and government want to appease them. It may not be the same for women, it may not be the same for persons with disability, but every government, as it is as around the world today, must open space to accommodate women and persons with special needs with disability. Because the society weigh the caliber of people in your government, not only based on ethnicity and religion, that is, is more pronounced in Nigeria, but we, we, weigh, we check it out to see that, look, how many women are in this government? How many young persons are in this government? And even at, the, person with this, even at the national level, the other day the APC youth leader made a pronounced statement about the place of young persons to, to, in the APC at the national level, that in every board that the government is going to say at the national level, a young person should be represented. And I think that at the state level, not only in terms of appointment for commissioners, I think the young persons in Plato are beyond just giving PA job, SA job, and all of this. We want to see them as commissioners. Um, the governor of Kaduna recently, I'm not even sure, and you can correct me, other ladies from, uh, from Plato, I think somebody yes, 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 yes. A 29-year-old lady was appointed. Very true. And so we need to encourage that to happen in the Plato because Plato is a progressive state. And so we need to see young persons as commissioners. We need to see them as members of board. We need to see them. And when I talk about young persons, I'm talking about vulnerable persons. I'm talking about women and persons with disability. That the governor have the possibility of making history by saying that in the last history of 1999 till date, that I'm not only going to appoint an, an essay on disability, but I'm going to appoint someone with special needs as a commissioner. Now, people may argue it, but there are capable hands, gifted uh, hands in, in, that, that are disabled or, or, or physically challenged that can do wonders in government. Give them that opportunity. Traditionally in Plateau State, from 1999 to date, correct me again if I'm wrong, we've had only four female commissioners. You can make history by altering that figure to make it five. And I'm not sure, and we have just one female representing the House of Assembly, if I'm not missing my, my figure. We've had two in the past and all of this. So I think that it's a gradual process. But governance is all about giving space to everyone. And my appeal to the governor that as he set up his cabinet, as he takes more far-reaching decisions for the benefit of people of Plateau State, that youth, persons with special need, and women will be given recognition. This is not to say that we have any grudges against the older generation. You definitely cannot make any progress without that. But again, if you want to mentor the younger generation, you need to mix them up and you need to bring them on board. Let's digress a bit, but I think it's closely connected because the issues <coughs> are relative. And here's the point. There was a report again yesterday about the dissolution of some appointments that were made by previous government, by the yeah. previous government. Um, aside the cries that people have come out to say, look, it was ill-advised, it shouldn't have been, and whatnot. The budget of Plateau State last year that was submitted by Governor Lalong to the State Assembly was, I think, 139.04 billion. I, I really can't recall, but it's within 130 billion Naira, mm -hmm. as at last year, and 55.4% of that budget goes to recurrent expenditure. 
Now, you have that kind of event, and then just at the twilight of an election, the government decided that, look, it was logical to grant appointments to individuals. And here they are looking disappointed and, you know, trying to just vent out their grievances at that. How logical was the decision to dissolve those appointments or to terminate those appointments? Because how much, again, is the state's IGR? These are certain issues that have to be compared. Is that justice to the people? Is that justice to the state? And of what interest, you know, are, not, are all of these decisions? Again, you know, these issues um, bring a lot of emotions. And there's nothing you're going to say that people are going to be generally happy with you. But my thought every time, like in Benway State, um, two weeks or so to the end of autumn tenure, he appointed a couple of PAMSECs. We had the same in, uh, in Kanu. Yeah. We had the governor's demolition virtually mm -hmm. every structure, structure standing that he's not happy with. We had that in a number of other states. There are places where the, the governors elect gave advisory notes that do not accept this appointment because we are going to take this action. And I think that our democracy needs to grow to the extent that an outgoing governor should not create burden for the incoming administration. Incoming administration, too, must look at they should not be in a haste to take difficult decisions, especially decisions that have to do with the livelihood of, livelihood of people. You need to look at it critically and look, is this something we can manage? Is this something that we can give these people six months, 12, 12 months, to, to, to balance and, and, and know that they are going to be exit out. Are they are the best product that because of bad decision in the past that we need to keep them. So I think, again, what I've been saying all of, all of my conversation today is that government is a thought process. And government need to think. And government need to look at situation from all angles. One of the illustrations I like using, I like using reversal perspective, and I like using the, 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 the writing M, and when I turn the paper around, you either see it as E, 3, or W. So you need to look at this situation from all angles. And I like, look, how best can this situation be managed? And you see, at every point that you're in position of leadership, you need to be sensitive. And we talk about sensitivity. We're not saying that um, you need to feel the pain of everybody 100%. But you need to put yourself in that person's shoe. And I like, look... If this thing happened to me, how would I feel? If it's going to happen to a young person, how would that person feel? If it's going to happen to an elderly person, how would that person feel? And so there is no way that we're going to take decisions that it would not hurt people. But you can take decisions in such a way that the people are clearly in the picture why the decision is taken, not because you're angry with the person that took that initial decision. Because at the end of the day, if Lalong is in Abuja or any other place, and you take decision against sponsor because sponsor has been a strong uh, voice against the past government. You're not hitting Lalong or you're not hitting any other person. You're dealing with the innocent person here. Yeah. And so this person has a family and people that he needs to cater for. So I think, like I said, it's not a decision where you have the correct answer. But it's a decision where government needs to think and think deeply to like, look, how best can we manage this situation? But again, as this government is starting they should equally not repeat the mistake that we are accusing the previous government of doing. Don't come to the end of your administration, less than two months, less than three months, then you are appointing PAMSEX or, or other people. In, in Benway State, I think what the governor did was to ask the people to go back to their old yeah, position. Yeah. Same thing here in Plato State. And yeah. so what they are saying is that, look, go back to your old position, let's review the situation. And I think this, like we say, gentleman arrangement. Yeah. I'm not sacking you. I'm not asking you to leave the system. But the position you're occupying at the moment does not fit into my plan. Can we have a review? And I think the manner of approach mm -hmm. is very critical at this point. Mm -hmm. How do you discuss the issue with people? You see, I, I, I've, I, every day I wake up, I try to learn. Eight years ago, the current governor 
was a local government chairman. Absolutely. Eight years ago. Sacked by Lalong. Sacked by Lalong. Less than two months ago, he has been shaking hands with Lalong as the incoming governor. And instead of anything, say, my guy, now we be this, we are here. We're going to run the show after you. And so in this life, I think we need just to be careful that when people are down, as long as they are alive, they could rise up and be something different. And so there is no need for us to keep fighting ourselves, killing ourselves, hitting ourselves, because my guy, tomorrow we may run a, own a radio station. And then you are now moving from where you are to own a radio station. And so I think life is dynamic and life is sweet when people appreciate each other's more. Thank you, Amin. Thank you for that deeper philosophical perspective. You can join the conversation. We'd like to hear from you. 81 Or you call 90 Or you can go on Facebook at JFM Live and drop your comments. Or at, on Twitter at JFM Just and drop your comments equally. Well, don't forget to turn down the volume of your radio before calling. Hello. Good evening. Hello. Okay. Hello and good evening. Yeah, Pastor, good evening. Thank you for calling. Yeah, this is Anencha calling from Tidongwada. We're listening. Thanks for calling, Anencha. Uh, what um, of one did, honestly, to me, is a wrong decision. Those uh, local government chairmen that, you know, is it suspend them or he just removes them out of office? It's very wrong. Because it's their people that elect them. It's not that. It's not La Longa appoint them. It is that it is the people that that uh, uh, vote for them. So I don't see reason of him uh, removing them from office. What he did is very wrong. It's not acceptable at all. I want to inform you guys today is my birthday. I need to prepare me. Thank you, thank you, thank you for your comment. Hello. Ah, uh, Pastor, good evening. Thank you for calling. My brother, Pastor, this is a good start. Well, listening. Thanks for calling. Uh, what I have to say, uh, anybody that is telling us uh, that Mutfan uh, uh, did a wrong decision, he's on his own. Why I make this comment is that uh, that's why I'm making this comment with that number. Uh, if you live in a glass house, I bet make you know to or no. Because if you throw stone, if somebody retaliates, you will be the loser. So, and again, I'm not that thing that uh, those that are said that most of them did the wrong decision. When they, they had election, local government election in this state, the same APC removed PDP from ballot, ballot paper. We are not talking about that. Is it right for something or a wrong, a wrong decision or personal interest or selfish interest? So what I'm just trying to say that what is right is right. What is bad is bad. Let us rise up and condemn any, any bad behavior of any party. So that tomorrow, they may be yours. Tomorrow, will be another person. God bless you this evening. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I, I, it's like you, you personalize, you know, the whole thing. <laughs> I think he's a strong PDP supporter. Hello. Hello. Okay. Uh, the network. Hello and good evening. Hello. Hello. Okay. Hello and good evening. 
Hello, good evening. Thank you for calling. Thank you very much. My name is Sadi Kumar. I'm calling Cynthia and Cynthia. We're listening. We're listening. Go ahead. Yeah. Your guests have spoken very, very well. And actually, he have raised a lot of issues pertaining the kind of leadership that we have in our policies or in our state in particular. You see, when we look at uh, uh, this uh, present administration, especially at the state level, I think we have to give the governor the benefit of doubt on how to group his own team. Because without those people that will help him working, I think there will not be success. And we are calling on the governor to make sure that he have done his own appointment the way it's supposed to be. Because those of lobbying for appointment, I, I think if they are not uh, 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 capable, I think you should not go with them. And you should unite every Platinian that have the capability of achieving a goal in Plateau State. Because Plateau State needs a, a renewed hope. And the hope is on Baritakale Mufang. And we are hoping that everything will be settled and the governors will start and the appointment will be out in due time so that work can continue on on Plateau State. Thank you very much. Thank you, thank you, thank you for calling. Hello and good evening. Hello. Good evening. Good evening. My name is Sita from Dorua. Well, listening. Thanks for calling, sir. Um, please, uh, I'm very happy that uh, uh, Mufang passed this local government chairman. Yeah, go ahead, sir. Hello? Oh, I think we lost connection. After this, uh, Gilbert will take us through uh, social media. 0821-8777777. Hello? Okay, Gilbert, maybe... All right. Yeah. Pan Quat Bagdil says, time shall tell. Dashi Nanjul says, for me, 99% of the rumor is true. It is time for governors. The time is really now. Thank you, House of Assembly members. Honorable Abok is the best thing that ever happened to Plateau State House of Assembly. Ambassador Dragim Doom says, God knows the end from the beginning. Good evening, Sagat Peter. Pam Luca says, the tier of government that is more closer and more accessible to the people is the local government. So the government should do all within its powers and ambit of the law to initiate programs and policies that will bring governance closer to the masses. Stephen Tokpan Zulan says, You have all spoken well. If the rumor turns out to be true, um, I am positive it will send, set the tempo for the local government level. Though it's transition committee chairman, but why the old hand? Fakuka Gowan says, Seriously, it may set the tempo, but looking at the list, the recycling is what is still in continuation. When will masses that fought during the elections gain. May God help the youth. Habsin Manasseh says, Governor Muthwang should have not dissolved all the local government chairmen. Those that have issues um, of financial misappropriation should be investigated and dealt with because many people will think he came with a plan to revenge what they did to him. Izangasi says, the beauty of the thing is that what goes around comes around. Nothing lasts forever. Peter Agnes says, um, in any rumor, there is an element of truth. Well, I hope it's not really true because the way some people are commenting on the posts on social media is alarming. Well, let's wait and see the final news not on social media. Sati Chung says, 
if the rumor is true, Geskia, I did okay, they did not try for us in just south. Why same old people? We have better vibrant youth with fresh ideas to inject to the betterment of the local government. Sunday AV says, um, I'm very disappointed on the appointment of the transition committee chairman on the plateau. After all, the appeal for the governor, Caleb Mutfang, to consider appointing an Igbo man as chairman, everything went on deaf ears. Dung Joseph Joachim says again, some civil servants are suspended. Is that a good move too, considering the rate of unemployment? I think you got your answer. Nen Dungbam says, transitional committee is long overdue. Those chairmen came through a calculative and appointive position. Dimas Bala says, always looking forward to hearing and learning from Comrade Gachamaki. If the list of the chairmen turns out to be true, then what goes around comes around. History will always repeat itself. Albert Dagza says, rumors should better not be true because we are met um, meant to believe that okay, we are made to believe that these chairmen were suspended while we play suspended persons. This will be a bad move. Comrade Dawes Longa says, it's time for governance and the governor cannot leave the local government without representation or transition committee because they came on, the coming on board of the former chairman for the past eight years is not constitutionally but pure selection. Chester Phillips says, if the rumor going round is true, I say congratulations to all the appointees, wishing them a successful tenure in Jesus' name. Temple Shinlat says, the most exciting thing about life is that it goes around and comes around those trying very hard to rationalize the illegal behavior which Mutfong himself describes as primitive politics will surely have their own bitter taste of it. Gyang Aaron says, seriously, I pray that the names flying on social media adjust mere rumors because the way and manner in which we, the good people of Haipang, have been marginalized in the politics of Barkinladi is alarming. And we cannot take it any longer. Temple Shinlat. All right. I think I took your comment. Said Ibrahim says, concerning the issues of dissolved chairman and the commissioners in Plato State, you see, if this idea uh, of dissolving would save, so be it. Because before this government came to power, we asked Allah, a credible one, and we put hope, inshallah, this government would move Plato to the highest level. Stanley Phil says, um, definitely, if confirmed, it will set the tempo for better administration. As Hawan Talatu says, the suspended local government chairman have just a few months to leave office. So what I expected is to leave, okay, the, gov the governor to do was to leave them, but always monitor and supervise the activities. Well, on Twitter, Zintu Joseph Bello is saying that's absolutely undemocratic on the side of the governor of Plateau State. Has he come with hunting reason? Uh, which hunting or to give platoonians the hope they voted him for honestly i'm so ashamed of the governor-elect he's not a governor-elect he's a governor because to me he's not yet a governor until the court passed verdict <laughs> okay he has been sworn in <laughs> i don't know energy og sent them saying our rumor when i know get journalists again i'll be walked on the tire when I Wow. wow. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> Pam Andrew Bord is saying, I pray that the whole system on the plateau will be changed for the better. Uh, I trust God will lead the governor to take pragmatic results. Uh, that's Pan Furi Mazadu is saying, Mr. Ponsak, tell the governor not to sack employees because it will spoil our politics. We in PDP. Uh, you, you say. Dingfa Nanviap is saying, it's unfortunate that Mufang is suspending the employment of lecturers who applied road exams and did interview before they were employed. He should tread 
carefully. Barca Clement Johnston saying, good guys, well done to you guys. I think fresh LG election should be conducted. Maimako247 is saying, I think to right all wrongs, there should be a bill prohibiting such practices by income, incoming and outgoing governors. Gatol is saying, it's unfortunate that Moodfang dismissed lecturers who applied road. I think I've read, I've, I've read this. Well, uh, Comrade Shemaike, I mean, yeah. you'll give your uh, concluding remarks and respond to the comments you've heard. Well, um, that we said when we started this conversation, that you're definitely going to have a divided house on some of these issues, those in support, those against. But again, um, the book lies on the governor's table to ensure that um, decision he takes is in the interest of the state, um, interest of um, everyone, majority, basically, and my appeal to him is that as he settled down every day, let him ensure that um, women have a good position and placement in his government, young persons and spe people with special needs. And I think um, the governor should not um, be like other governors that are media shy. Um, beyond um, creating avenue to be on radio programs like this and several others, he needs to ensure that he does not joke with opinion pools. He needs to find a way to gauge the feelings of people on a lot of issues. It will work for him at the end of the day. He may not like the outcome, but at least he has a fair knowledge of what people are thinking about the situation at any point in time. We're not asking him to spend all of his resources doing that. But again, once in a while, he needs to fill the pause and get things done in the right way. Thank you. Thank you very much, uh, Comrade Mikey. Always interesting, you know, having a conversation with you. Uh, you bring fresh uh, perspective and great ideas to uh, contemporary societal problems. Gilbert, the final word. Bonsak, you are cordially invited to the wedding of Zuan Sindalong and Ernest Danyang tomorrow, 11th June. Okay. Um, okay, 10th June. 10th June, yeah. So, um, I would want to see you. Okay. <laughs> no yeah. problem. But people shouldn't blindly follow any politician. Yeah, whoever you support, if he's wrong, I think it's better you admit that he's wrong. This was what happened with Buhari supporters from 2015 oh. to 20... <laughs> People have to be careful, really. Some of them are saying, I doubt of Buhari, I'm a jama You know, bring him back, but you have to pull him by the ears, you know, just so that he can uh, listen. And and, anyway, again, and talking about the National Assembly, I've seen a lot of debates. Yeah, I, I want it for us, but... And I hope time. that, um, you know, this country, we need to be careful. I read the comment by the chairman of, no, the spoken of the Northern Forum, um, uh, Northern <laughs> Elders Forum. Hakim Baba. Hakim Baba, Baba said that it's not fair for the president to come from the south, the chief judge from the south, and the senate president from the south. And just out under his comment, I read, I saw a Christian saying that it's not fair for the governor, for the president to be Muslim, the vice president to be Muslim, the chief judge. And, and so you see the, the issue that becomes a problem in Nigeria. And that's what triggered my comment this morning to say that, look, these are weapons that people use. I think what we need to look at is the fact that as an individual, I honestly think that we need to be deliberate in giving the evil people space in this country. How about Idoma? You know, you cannot bring everybody. No, how about Tarok? But, but no, 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 yeah, no. The point I'm making is that no, I'm national, Tarok too. I, national I'm a Nigerian. I are want to be president. State? Well, uh, <laughs> my name is Ponsak Fanadu. Have a good evening. <laughs> Bye now. <laughs>